Hello everybody, I'm Rob KTA, and you're listening to the Sega Lounge. Welcome to the Sega Lounge, a podcast dedicated to our love for all things Sega, be it the games, the music, or the community. I'm KC, and each episode I'll be talking to different guests and sharing their passion for Sega. Hello and welcome to the Sega Lounge, episode 101, the second of season 5. I hope you've enjoyed last week's episode featuring the Polyrule team. Thank you so much to everyone who's downloaded or streamed the show. As you know, the Sega Lounge is now hosted by Anchor, which means I now have access to statistics. So I'd like to give a special shout-out to my listeners in the United States of America, the top country where people listen to the show. And a special mention to people in Texas, which are, surprisingly, I think, 70% of my American listener base. Thank you, thank you very much. Ever since the lounge is on Anchor, we're pretty big in Sweden as well. Hello, Sweden! Yes, and ranking third in the Great Battle of Lounge Listening Countries 2020 is the UK. Particularly England, Scotland and Wales in that order. We'll check back on the Great Battle of Lounge Listening Countries in a few weeks. Maybe, or maybe not. We'll see. While we're on the subject of shoutouts, though, let me give one to the Sexy Steve, aka Resident SD. If you're a long-time Radio Sega listener, you know him from such great shows as Sega Ages and Late and Live. But he's back in the podcasting scene with Longplay. It's a show dedicated to video game music's greatest soundtracks, and it features Resident SD's dulcet tones. Mmm... What more do you want? So do check it out at longplayvgm.com. Well then, that's enough housekeeping for the week. This week's guest is Roberto Bazzoni, aka Rob KTA, video game music remixer, producer and composer, Italian man extraordinaire and, together with Amy Jones, winner of Radio Sega's Fan Choice Remix of the Year 2019 with an amazing cover of Fly in the Freedom from Sonic Adventure 2. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, here's my interview with Rob KTA. Hello Rob! Hi, hey, nice nice to have you to be here. Yeah, it's our pleasure to have you on the Sega Lounge. It's really great to talk to you. Um, So, Rob, how's it going, first of all? You've been a busy man. How are you feeling? Uh, Well, I have to say that my head is still spinning, like it's been a little bit of of a busy year, like, and we... All of a sudden, like, I started a new decade, like, being not even in the UK. I was in America for MacFest again, and it was absolutely great. But, yeah, I mean, it's been a very busy year. I I let out a couple of albums, and I even started to reformat even my live act a little bit more, sort of exploring new possibilities, and it's been really a lot of fun. And lately, I even catch up with the more uh, possibilities even for uh, for music and for projects myself. So, so far, it's been really busy. It's been really taxing. But 
all in all is a uh, I say that for a star for the new decade is really really cool so I'm really satisfied of it I'm really really happy awesome that's that's what I like mm-hmm. to hear <laughs> so <laughs> uh, before before we get into so you're uh, here not only because you're an awesome musician but because you were one of the people that actually uh, won uh, a radio Sega award if you will so the people voted for your remix with Emmy Jones um, fly the Freedom. so we'll talk about that but first uh, could you tell us a little bit about yourselves for example how did you get into gaming all right uh, to be honest like it was a little bit uh, odd my approach for gaming because like it all started when uh, it all started with my grandpa to be honest like I was a little kid and all of a sudden like the thing that with my grandpa I didn't start gaming on a console per se uh, the first approaches with gaming like were a little bit like you know, maybe sloppy because the thing is my dad used to have a Commodore 128 but I wasn't really invested into the gaming at the time because you know I couldn't really understand. My grandpa though had a mega PC. We all know that a mega PC basically is a mega drive within a within a PC and a copy of of uh, Revenge of Shinobi. Ooh. So I will basically. I will be like really impressed by the colors of the game and everything. And my grandpa was playing it, and we will just spend afternoons together playing it together and whatnot. And the thing is that I wanted that for 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 myself. But I make a PC at the time in Italy. You know, it was the nineties. It was extremely expensive as well. So at the end, my my family settled down. We could say with a Sega Mega Drive and a copy of Sonic the Hedgehog three. Which Ooh. was the first ever game that I that we could say that I've owned. I mean, it wasn't bought with my own pocket money, but y- y- you know what I mean. So let's say that I started appreciating Sonic in reverse. We could say like because it was Sonic the Hedgehog three, and then I got you know, we we will watch we will see maybe Sonic two for Clarence at the shop or even the first Sonic, and like it was weird like seeing the the series like. In backwards, like I saw Sonic the Hedgehog three, which was, which to me is the best Sonic the Hedgehog of the classic bunch. I have to say, but like I will see also like how it was before, and it, I don't know, it was fascinating in a real in a weird way. And of course, like I also put my hands even on uh, Revenge of Shinobi, Streets of Rage two, uh, Super Monaco GP, Outrun. And you know all the usual ones. This until unfortunately my mega tri- my mega drive died, and like no. it all started. With, unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, it was because of a mistake. Because you see, um, I wanted to play my uh, Streets of Rage cartridge, but the thing is that it wasn't exactly placed well in the in the cartridge slot. So you know, little old me is thought, okay, let's push it back and push it back like really strong <laughs> into the cartridge slot. And... <laughs> My God, that wasn't a good idea. That wasn't a good idea. Rest in peace, R.I.P. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. But, uh, you learn from these mistakes. Thank goodness, CD-ROMs came came to be because after that, like I was able, thanks to the patience of my family, to get a Sega Saturn. So and and like I was really thrilled about that because you know, like CD-ROM and everything. Like I never heard of this, but like the thing is that like. there weren't exactly like any Sonic games coming coming soon. Like there was Sonic Extreme, but we all know how we ended up with that, unfortunately. So you know, so like you know, like Daytona USA will do, or Sega Rally, and and mm. of course that's I think when the my I mean my love for racing games started started with uh, without run because like 
because of the music, the aesthetics and whatnot. But then I, I, I see like all the three D, all the three D capabilities. I see the launch, the launch of Delta Integrale in the Sega Rally Championship, and I was thrilled. And I like, damn, it, it cannot get better of this. It cannot get any better than this. And then I they Realistic got me on graphics, right? <laughs> of course, so graphic, surreal. It's so <laughs> real. Well, to be honest, like the the thing is that I was really pleased with Sega Rally because I will play with that. Like the the thing, the funny thing is, back at the time we used to live like in a block of flats, and we were over a galleria. In the galleria, there was an arcade, and I remembered it in the galleria. I was able to play from time to time. They will bring, they will change the cabinets. The first games that I was able to play were Street Fighter Two, to which I royally sucked all the time, and <laughs> and the first Ridge Racer, which was my very first contact with the series, and also the beginning of the end for me because <laughs> it's still a massive, huge influence to my music still today. But still, like. At a certain point, they had to switch cabinets because they, I think they were rented and whatnot. And instead of Ridge Racer, there was Sega Rally Championship. And I was like, holy, <laughs> this looks amazing. I love it. I love it. I mean, I was able to drive, like, you know, the. I mean, yeah, it was two cars. But, like, at the end of the time, at the end of the day, I, it's two cars that I love. Being Italian myself, I just love fast cars and whatnot. And I was like... It would be great if it was ported on a console. Like it would be great if I was able like to play Sega Rally at home. And sure, sure enough, like I was able to play it on a Saturn. So it was great. It was absolutely great. Awesome. And it was also the first time that I, I'm, I mean, I is I'm not really an RPG guy. I sometimes flirt with RPGs. Like so far, my my first two real encounters with RPG has been Panzer Dragoon Saga on Saturn and Persona 5. It was the latest one, like on the PS3. And I think that are the only two, uh, only two times that an RPG really kept picked my interest and got me, got me engulfed in, in, into a narrative and the story and, uh, you know, like all the general presentation and the concept. So yeah. there's that. W what is it about RPGs that turn you off a bit? Like, is it the, the JRPG part of it? I think that is mainly the fact that you need to invest a lot of time in it, you know? And mm -hmm. of course, because you need to develop abilities and everything. But like, I mean, I play Pokemon as well. So you need to spend okay. time and level up your beasts and whatnot. But the thing is that like, I don't know. Is really bad for me to say, but the, but at the time, like I wasn't even like. Uh, I always thought that once you hear an RPG, once you see an RPG, like you saw them all because the mechanics looked the same, the stories were similar. But maybe I, I don't know. I was looking maybe for the wrong titles because again, like you, then you go and double check the Persona series, and that really really hooked me up. And after playing Persona Five, I'm really willing to go backwards and play maybe Persona Three, Persona Four Golden, and whatnot. And I'm really hyped to see Persona Five Scramble on the Nintendo Switch because I'm really curious about that. After Persona Five, I really want it for more. And unfortunately, mm. I don't have a PS4 to get Persona Royal, Persona Five Royal. So it's gonna be exciting. It's okay. gonna it's gonna be exciting. But I'm mostly for adventure games and uh, racing games. I can be usually that those are my cup of tea usually. Excellent. So, what would you say mm -hmm. is your favorite video game of all time? Uh, this is a very difficult one for me because I have various favorites for various reasons. Because I will say like that my favorite, absolute favorite, will be uh, Sonic the Hedgehog Three. 
because it was my ever first time that I had a real console in my home, like kind of real video game in, in, in my home, in, in my living room and everything. And I really love the music. I love the levels. I love the character. And it, it was is the game that made me fall in love with Sonic the Hedgehog. But there is also Outrun, which is part of my influence as well. It's part of, of who, who Rob KTA is today. And there is also Ridge Racer Type 4, which, thanks to that freaking game, I got to make music and remix video games. Mm-hmm. And is really really hard but i think that i'm gonna just say for the sake of uh just for the sake of of being in peace with myself like and not be too picky i'm just gonna say son of a hedgehog free because of sentimental reasons okay that makes sense mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah yep, makes perfect sense yeah 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 i i it's really hard for me to pick as well i have a few favorites mm. but uh, yeah but the the sonic games hold a very special place in my heart as well yeah Okay. Is the reason also why we're all here, to be honest. Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. It, it's how it all started for me as well. So I, I have to say, it's. I, yeah. I don't. I don't think it's. The Sonic games are my favorite games of all time anymore. So, for example, for yeah. me, maybe Shenmue is the one that you know is up there Ooh. as number one. But uh, the Sonic series is second. For sure, very close. Uh, regarding Shenmue, uh, I is the game that I will always see like on the commercials for the Dreamcast to some degree, and uh, I really, it really made me wish that I had a Dreamcast. But like they saw me, they they told me you have a PlayStation. No, of course, like once you have a console, they cannot get you another one. <laughs> so it was yeah. pretty hard to convince them. <laughs> Mom, I want a Dreamcast, but you have a Dreamcast at home. The Dreamcast is a PlayStation. Yeah, that's a PlayStation. I mean, I mean, I was happy with that, but the thing is that, like, the more I went forward, even on the PlayStation, because after the PlayStation, the world, the PS PS Two, and of course, I went on following like franchises that I learned to love on the PlayStation. You know, the Crash franchise, of course, Ridge Racer, and then I saw Burnout. And everybody at least once freaking tried Gran Turismo and I'm one yeah, of those yeah. but the thing is that like I, I saw the games like Losing Magic and I was like what about a new proper Sonic game like a, a really proper one because I was seeing what was going on on the Dreamcast and then I saw all the Sonic heroes but then I was I think that the best mo- best Sonic moment for me uh, gaming speak speaking from a gaming point of view was being I had two wonderful Sonic moments like in modern age like is when I was able finally to play Sonic Generations Mm-hmm. On the Xbox 360, and I saw, yeah, okay, so this is what I was looking for. This is the kind of magic that I was looking for. And when I was able finally to play Sonic Mania, and I said, this, this is absolutely the best Sonic game that I ever played in the modern age. I know, but, right? Uh, I'm Sonic, yeah, but Sonic 3 will always be the best for the classic ones. But Sonic Mania is the best of the modern age, at least for me. Okay, yeah, that's a, mm-hmm. a that's a good opinion, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, so more importantly, we we've talked about uh, video games, but more importantly, that's what it what brought you here. How did you get into mm-hmm. video game music? Firstly, so what what was the first soundtrack that, uh, you know, you you thought to yourself, this is, I I want to make something like this. I want to to just make an arrangement of this or something. Ridge Racer Type 4 on the PlayStation. That was, 
Like that is the, the the easy answer. Like I remember that it was something like 1999, like you know, playing on the PlayStation and whatnot. And my friend all of a sudden tells me, "Hey, did you know that there was a new Ridge Racer coming out?" And I, I was I wasn't even informed of that. So <laughs> with Power Ridge Racer tie for in it is a well, except for the fact that it's a gorgeous looking game, but which is something that like I don't know. Back then was different than today, like, because today you talk about, I don't know, polygons and teraflops and whatever it is. Back then, like, I saw, oh, look, the car reflects the scenery. That's amazing. That's wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, the thing is that the soundtrack alone, like, there were 14 tracks, 14 tracks that were all different from each other. And they they had this uh, amazing, like, uh, AC jazz, electro disco style, which I absolutely love because one of my ever favorite albums, the... Actually, the album that made me want to start making music was Discovery by Daft Punk, which came mm-hmm. out in 2001. And I think the best soundtrack, I went to revisit that soundtrack of Ridge Racer Type 4 once I got that album, and it came so close to the style. And I was like, okay, if I ever make music, I will. I really want to arrange something like in this style. Absolutely. And I will like even listen, try to listen to my soundtrack. I will try to record it. On a cassette, from you know, like you know, yeah. using those boombox, I will put it in front of in front of the TV, and I will try to record it front to back, even all the way to the ending credits as well, because it's amazing. And I think that still today, like twenty years later, it, it, is it twenty years later? Because it came out in nineteen ninety nine, and we're in twenty twenty. Uh, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Is roughly even twenty years later. I'm not the only one who thinks this. Like, I think that it's a classic, musically speaking. But of course, like, there are also other because I still, um, I still love like the Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog three soundtrack. I think it has the best soundtrack of all the classic Sonic games. And of course, we we cannot even like forget Streets of Rage too, you know, because like it it has that distinctive like '90s techno sounds that we all like uh, draw to grow up to love and absolutely and absolutely like think of whenever we get into we get into a club it's all music for shiro's fault (laughs) yeah (laughs) but in any case but like yeah i mean from ridge racer type 4 like i will have i will have to wait until i was able like to get my own pc and maybe my own mediums in order to maybe i started like recreating the themes and like it wasn't easy because like the thing is that i with very little musical theory, like I have to rely almost solely on my on my ears, and the thing is, my ears are are great. My musical theory, eh, <laughs> not exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I I got through. Like you you know, practice makes perfect, and maybe I was able to recreate some themes from there. And from there, I just started like to make themes that were inspired by that style, which is something mm-hmm. different. And I think. The ones I cracked the code, let, we, we, let, let's put it this way, I, I think that I was onto something. I started to remix more video games, make my own my own little themes, my little project, and that's where I am today at the minute. Excellent. So looking back, mm-hmm. another hard, difficult question. What's your favorite video game soundtrack of all time? Oh, gosh. <laughs> You've played a lot of games, okay? It doesn't have to be the first one, so just think okay. about it. I don't know. Well, Maybe it is still. Well, again, it's Ridge Racer Type Four. Unfortunately, okay. it, it is that. <laughs> I mean, fortunately for me, it's a very easy answer because again, 
is a soundtrack that got me into into remixing video games. Is a soundtrack that I even today I listen to into on my MP3 player and like as I as I said, it really reflects like uh, the Rocket A style like lately. Yeah, it has the little something like that that it was put in there. I I think that has been lost a little bit on the track. I I think that like we should. Uh, it's very hard to explain because like you put like um uh, a bunch of people together like in the in, in the sound team for that game they really put uh, like deliver something on their own but still it fits like it is it, it flows uniform music to race two right exactly like lo lo-fi chill beats the twenty four hours seven the music to drips two <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> Okay, excellent, excellent. So you've talked about your influences. You talked about your your favorite game soundtracks and whatnot. But thinking about all that you made so far, mm. I don't know if you know this. If you actually have an idea or guess, which do you think is your most popular remix or original work or both? Which ones are mm. the the most popular? What do you think? I think, well, of course, the my Sonic remixes are my, among my my most popular remixes of, of like of all time. Like, uh, I mean, for me, like for regarding the Rock Eight timeline, uh, I think I'm still amazed to see that all my Sonic the Hedgehog remixes are still holding up really, really well. I'm, I still have people that still keep on keep on supporting the club the Club Needlemouse release. Like, it, it went out like. Seven years ago already, my gosh! Like it was tw yeah. October twenty thirteen, and it went out in a jiffy. Like I still cannot believe that. Like and people still like him, and and like many people ask me, "Yeah, are you gonna make like a, a Club Needlemouse sequel, like a Needlemouse Mania or whatnot, a Club Needlemouse two? And the thing is that I would <laughs> love to, but the thing is that like over time, like the, I have a lot of projects that pile up, and I think this leads us like to the. To the fact of the origin of the most popular original project, which uh, I think that the most popular right now of my original album is an EP that I made entirely on a Nintendo Switch using Core Gadget, which is named Switch Tunes. Mm -hmm. Speaking, uh, getting a bit sidetracked a little bit here, we'll go back to that. But uh, you've collaborated with with me with Radio Sega several times in the past. We thank you very much for that uh, in I albums, doing last call sets and whatnot. And but you've also collaborated with several other uh, community musicians, mm -hmm. different labels. So speaking of working with other people, is that your favorite way of making music? Is that are the collaborations the best part, the best way for you to be creative, or do you prefer to work alone? Uh, there is not exactly like a favorite way or a perfect way of for me to make music. Like I have fun in both ways because when I, whenever I like I'm I work on my own, like I'm in, in the comfort of my own mind, and I can just like take work at my own pace. Meanwhile, while I collaborate with other people, I can see what they can add to this. I don't know. Maybe sometimes I will just approach someone and, and be like, "Hey, so I saw that you're that you're into this. I have this thing. So would you like to collaborate? Yes or no? Okay, that's good. So what what can you add to this? And we'll just go like back and forth and see what happens. And we can just like see. We can just like uh, uh confront ourselves together. And maybe sometimes I think the best part of collaborations though is that. Some most of the times I can always learn something new from uh, from the person I collaborating with with and and sometimes I don't know they can learn something from me 
which awesome. is something that I see really hard happening because I don't know. But uh, I, I don't know. I just like the fact that we can confront each other and see what we can do together. It's like two, two, two powers combines and who knows what can come out of that. Awesome, awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, so, speaking of which, so you've you've uh, also uh, collaborated with Emmy Jones for yes. "Fly in the Freedom," yep. uh, the remix of the year for Radio Sega's <laughs> audience. So, remix of the year, uh, twenty nineteen. Um, and so, tell me, how did that that come to be? How did you guys, you know? Um, thought of collaborating with each other. Okay, I think that it started off with a comment on, an, I mean, we were kind of following each other on on the social media, but I think that it started on a, on an Instagram comment from Emmy that said, "Hey, that's great. We should make some Sonic Magic well sometime." And she was like, "And I was like, okay, whenever." And so we had the idea of like. Uh, Okay, we should, maybe we should. Would it be up to remix uh, "Fly Into Freedom," the theme from theme of Rouge? And I like, stay right there. I had the perfect style for that, and you know, lo-fi hip hop is a thing. And uh, it was a period that I was really listening to a lot of no '90s old style Jamiroquai, which are another one of my influences, and um, <laughs> as well. And so you know, like it was a period that like I will have. Uh, uh, emergency on pla on on planet Earth, the return of a space cowboy, on heavy rotation in my earphones, you know, uh, early mornings, early min winter mornings in London, like on the underground, and the and the trip to to work and back home, it will be really 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 long, and I and all of a sudden I was like, you know what, we're gonna make it like this, and so I will come back home, I start like drafting chords, playing along with the with the on the piano, um, laying down some beats and everything, I was like, okay, so. What do you think of this? Are we making a lo-fi hip-hop remix? So, yes, we are. And so the project went went on through. And uh, I'm the more I went on with the instrumental, like, and then Amy added on, added on her own voice, I was really, really impressed with the result. Like, I wasn't absolutely expecting that, but wow. I'm um yeah. I'm absolutely I'm absolutely flabbergasted like of what a what a great talented person she is and uh, all the hard work that she put into this and like I'm I'm really also stoked on the fact that it's being voted as remix of the year for Radio Sega and I would like to take the chance to thank everybody that did that because I really appreciate it, it really means a lot for both Emmy and me thank you. I think everyone would like to thank you, but okay, mm -hmm. we mm -hmm. take it. Were you thinking about her? vocals at all her voice how it would sound when you were um you know arranging the track or you said you weren't expecting i wasn't her expecting voice to be so amazing and to uh, fit so well but yeah there's a thing like um the thing is that i heard already like her from uh from a couple of remixes and i knew that she was incredibly talented but uh, i think that the biggest challenge was trying to compose something on my end they were like provider some that, that will be able like to sustain all that because like okay so we're gonna do something for this person like collaborating also means that you gotta understand the strength and the the, the strong points of your collaborators and be, and be like okay so we need it's like teamwork and everything so even though it, the, it seems easy like it really required me some work and a little bit of troubleshooting. I see if maybe if there was some something that didn't go well with that or something that that it could be improved. But 
again, like, when the two things came back together, when she sent me the final version, like, I was really, really pleased, and I, and I was like, okay, this is gonna blow up. I absolutely love it. Great job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, it, it's mm -hmm, amazing, mm -hmm. it's amazing. It's really fits, everything fits together. That's yes, the, 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 I think the, the, the point biggest is that. compliment that we can give you, yeah. 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 Everything fits together. Your, your instrumentals, her voice, mm -hmm. amazing, amazing, I yeah. Think. Awesome, so, um, let's let's take a quick break, okay? okay? But before we do, before we do, I have something that uh, I uh, like from time to time do with my guests. We haven't okay. done this in a long time. Mm -hmm. So let's try it with you. It's a, a little sort of a game called Quick Shots. Okay. It's not not alcohol, not booze. So please. <laughs> uh, we I mean, mean <laughs> what I mean by this is I'm going to um, say a few words. Uh -huh. And each time I say one of these words, I want you to uh, tell me the first thing that pops into your mind. Right. Okay. okay. And I, I'm when I do say my best, yeah. Are you ready? Yes. Rob definitely. KTA for quick shots? Yes, absolutely. Let's do it. Okay. So we have a few. First one. Music. Uh, okay. Music is vibe. Video games. Uh, video games. Sonic. That was easy. <laughs> Video game music. Video game music. Uh, weird, but T. Lopez. Yeah, I I'll just okay. say T. Lopez. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, it's a little bit shout out. <laughs> yeah, great. Another one. Yeah. Sonic. Blue. <laughs> that was easy. That's true. <laughs> that is easy. Ridge Racer. Oh man. Uh, I say love. <laughs> I say love. In where I say love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another one, a little one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Magfest. Family. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. He, he is and the last good. one, the last one, yeah. Rob KTA. Standard nerd. I'm going to say this. I mean, because at the end of the day, like, I, I think that is who I am, really. Like, I... I, I explain why as well. I don't, the thing is that at MacFest, like, I reconnected with a lot of people and, like, also many new ones that were, that were like, oh my god, you are so different, like, from, from what you appear online. You sound so intimidating. And, and I'm like, I, I'm just, you know, I, I just... <laughs> I'm just a nerd. <laughs> I'm, I'm not... <laughs> I don't know. Like, but, yeah, like... Standard nerd, I will say. Yeah. I'm a, I'm excellent. Say that. Yeah, excellent. Nerd. That's a great answer. That's a mm -hmm. great answer. Okay, so <laughs> that was quick shots with Rob KDA, uh, and we're gonna take a quick break, right. and we'll be right back with with the surprise. Yeah, well, we'll oh, yeah, a surprise yeah. for you. <laughs> This episode of the Sega Lounge is sponsored by Raid Shadow the Hedgehog Legends. One of the most ambitious smartphone projects of 2020, it's one of the best experiences you'll find on your phone. It's got everything you'd expect from a Shadow the Hedgehog game. An emo hedgehog, guns, chaos control, guns, great boss fights, and guns! Oh, and also gun, as in the Guardian Units of Nations. Download Raid Shadow the Hedgehog Legends for free and enter the special code MARIA to win 50,000 Omuchao guns. 
If you're here, it's likely you're a Sega fan. Ever wanted to listen to a radio station that plays nothing but Sega video game music and remixes, lets you request your favorite songs, and even has live shows hosted by other Sega fans? Radio Sega is exactly that. Head over to RadioSega.net and start listening now, or register a free account to create a list of your favorite songs and start requesting. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7. And did you know that this year Radio Sega celebrates 10 years of live shows? Hello Rob, welcome back. Thank you, thank you. We, we have a surprise, as mm-hmm. per usual on the show, but before that, a few questions more. So Radio. you mentioned um, Switch Tunes, right? So yes. one of your latest albums. You've released an album with music uh, mu- made on the Nintendo Switch. That's correct, yeah. What's the craziest or least likely way of making music that you've ever used? Like maybe a crazy setup or a weird instrument or maybe the Switch, I don't know. I think that the Switch takes the cake because, like, the thing is, um, maybe there are the thing is that there are people that are able to create amazing, like, uh, tunes using uh, gaming consoles, mostly our Game Boy. There are people that are even able to use a Mega Drive, like, like Circuba, my my girlfriend, and uh, other peoples are able even like to create music using, like, even toys, like Circuba toys. But the thing is that, like. You, the thing is that, like, uh, for usually to make music on a Game Boy, you need to use something called a tracker, which is a software that is a nightmare of numbers. And for someone like me that is accustomed to see the notes or maybe little bricks, is what I like to call like whenever I record the notes on the computer, is a nightmare because, like, uh, how, how do, are you supposed to put a Discord in here? Oh, simple, you just use the 2A command, uh, 2C command. And I was like, what does it mean? <laughs> I don't know. So, like, <laughs> I like, I, I tried, I tried my best, but like, after losing, after my having my brain like smoking, after a while, I decided it wasn't for me. Meanwhile, there was this program that has been made by Korg, which is like, Korg synthesizers are almost everywhere. So, he's a really big name and everything. And the, it was already available on iPad and everything called Core Gadget, which is basically like a portable music studio that you will put in your iPad. But it was coming on Switch, thanks to the work of a company called Detune and a man called Nobuyoshi Sano, also known as Sano Digi, which which I know really well because he was among the uh, sound composers for games like Tekken and Ridge Racer. So I was like, hmm, making music on a Switch, this may be interesting. So. In 2018, I was able to acquire a copy of of Core Gadget, and compared to the trackers, it was really streamlined. Like, uh, of course, it has its limitations as well. Okay, but I think that it, that is where it comes the challenge because you have a limit of tracks, you have a limit of instruments, but that calls for every, very interesting choices and very interesting compositions as well. And at that point, I got an idea: what if I make some sort of like a Fictive soundtracks for video games that don't exist, but maybe they existed, like in the style, maybe picking up, you know, different years, like 1989 and 1993, 1997, or, or, or whatnot. 
So I started noodling around and I really enjoyed using the program as well. There are tons of different instruments and there is even like there are even like instruments that are designed to recreate like video game sounds especially like there is one that is called the Kingston like they all have like uh, capital city names and basically the Kingston is uh, an arcade machine which makes uh, Game Boy sounds. So I will start hmm. experimenting and everything with that, and I will have a couple of composition and whatnot, um, even trying to recreate the styles of of games like Sonic Mania, maybe Outrun, or even Super Hang On and whatnot. And all of a sudden, sure enough, they announce a DLC for Core Gadget, which is the uh, two gadgets. Which one is the Otori? which is nothing more than a drum machine in the shape of a Sega Mega Drive, which includes drum from OutRun, from Afterburner, from uh, uh, Space Harrier, Power Drift and, all, and whatnot. And, and I was like, this is perfect. So I, I will start to use the Otori and all the drums, even recreating like Sonic 2 drums, uh, maybe even trying to get the, the Streets of Rage 2 drums for, on that. And the other one is... Um, is something based on the title games called the Ebina, which is basically a synthesizer that recreates the uh, very Mega Drive-ish sounds. So as soon as I got those, got those two, I was like, okay, now I think that we're going somewhere. And from then, like, you can imagine yours truly, like, sometimes bent on his own on the little screen of the Switch, like, inputting chords, like... <laughs> which I could see, which I could recognize this time because there weren't numbers. These were the the, fami the familiar bricks and assembling scenes all together. Maybe, I don't know, there was a time that I was awake until 3 a.m. because I didn't know how to insert a, a different instrument because I was out of memory and everything because it, I, I only had space for 16 instruments. And it's crazy. It requires a lot of troubleshooting, but... I think it made me understand all and and creativity as well, right? Exactly. Because that's how that's how people uh, that had to work with the Mega Drive, Soundchip, oh or yes, the, like... the the Game Boy, like so people who had to compose music for our favorite childhood games had to be creative to yeah. overcome those limitations as well. Yeah, and that's like where I'm, where like I will try to study the software as much as possible, like to see how I could do. So sometimes I will come with with a different workaround, and like still maybe wouldn't wouldn't sound exactly as good. And other times, like it will sound great. Like overall, like I I I was able to create for Switch tunes five songs. So and for every song, song like I picked up a style and like okay, this is gonna be in the style of this X Y Z game. This other one is in, in this other style, and this one is in this other style. And for every style, I will keep in mind a couple of guidelines. Like we gotta you, I gotta use only this tracks, and I gotta try to recreate this kind of sounds. And it was great. It was a crazy project, but it came out really good. I think. That like it, yeah. it could be the start of something. Like I could see people like not making only chip tunes, but actually making switch tunes. So the the EP came out in uh, it came out in in uh, late September, uh, September October, and I think that it that it that he gained a really unexpected success, and people really liked it, and I'm really happy of that because. It really meant a lot for me. It really meant that I went through uh, some experimentation process in here, and it really paid off. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, even uh, like uh, performing live at MacFest, I brought a Switch with me. 
So I was able like to show off, let's say show off. I performed, I mean, I was able to perform two songs because like uh, time constraints, because like we were more, it wasn't only me, like you had to fit with the other people, but the people were really into it also because like you, you could use the switch to uh, the motion control. You can use it to control the instruments and which means that you can use the switch and maybe hold it like a steering wheel to steer the, 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 I don't know, the timbre of a, of a synthesizer or steer the pitch, uh, whatever it is, and, and the crowd was, was amazing about that, and like, oh my god, how, how does it do that? And I think that I really want to do more of that. In fact, I have a Switch Tunes 2, or Switch Tunes with the two, I don't know, I'll decide which one I want to get, okay. which is already <laughs> in, the, in, in the works, and it's in really fun, it's really fun. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. Mm -hmm. That's great, that's great. So the, the creativity and the experimentation paid off. That's great. Definitely, yeah. Okay. So, Rob KTA, are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know because for now, what, but I'm ready. Yeah, now it's time for the Sega Lounge Challenge. Oh, that sounds, <laughs> yeah. sounds amazing. Now that you know our guests, it's time to put them to the test. It's the moment we've waited for, and the moment they dread. Welcome to your doom. I mean, welcome to the Sega Lounge Challenge. <laughs> what is what is the Sega Lounge Challenge, you ask? Well, the Sega Lounge Challenge can be anything we want. But, of course, since you're a musician, it had to be something music-related. Um... Shout out to Resident SD, one of our, well, the first, the actual first Radio Sega DJ. Uh, and he came up with a game uh, on his show called In Reverse. So that's what we're, we're playing right now together. To, when I say together, you're playing, I'm just, you know, uh, making you feel miserable about your life choices. Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> oh. Uh. So uh. what I have here is 10. 10 second long tracks. Okay. Okay. But the, the the thing is they are in reverse. So they are the reversed versions of these tracks. 10 second long clips of these tracks. Some of them, most of them are your own remixes. Oh, okay. And a few of them are not your remixes, are the original tracks uh that you've remixed as well. So they should all sound familiar some way. Um, and they are hey. all numbered 1 to 10. One to what ten. I want you to do is to uh, randomly tell me a number and we'll play one of them. All right. So maybe we can start with number three. Number three? That's yeah, yeah. a good one. Okay. That's a very good one. And what I all want right. you to do is to listen to this and tell me if you can identify. This is one of your own. Okay. I think it's a very easy one. Let's let's see. That's so a... this is... <laughs> In reverse number three. Okay. That's it. Ten seconds. Anything? Any idea? Oh, uh, okay. All right. All right. Because it, okay, there are chords. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, it's really, really hard. I wasn't expecting it to be hard. I know that there are chords. I know that, that there are drums. Uh, so it's one of my own originals, you said. 
No, no it's a remix. It's a remix. Yeah. And it's a Sega remix, I will okay. tell you that as well. All of these are Sega remixes. Okay. Oh my gosh, this is really hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you see, this is one of the downsides. Like, it would. You're a musician, like, but but you cannot recognize it, like, when when it's reversed. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, That's why it's so fun. Yeah, <laughs> for us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, guys. Okay, you said it is a cigarette. I, I need a guess. I need a guess. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna try. Jesus, is is so hard because I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see. <laughs> Definitely is not. I'm trying to remember. Well, it cannot be Sonic because I don't remember remixing anything Sonic related with uh, with this tonality. So. And so your answer is. I don't think that is Outrun either. No, really. Like it is really, <laughs> really, 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 really hard. So. Would you like me to play the track not in reverse? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> I really Okay. Let's see. Let's so this see. is this was hard apparently. So let's listen yeah, to the track not in reverse. Oh my god, no. <laughs> That's right. It, it was the one from Metropolis Street Racer. Yeah, that's oh, it. Gosh. So that's Am I Only Dreaming, Dreaming. Rob KTA Sleepers Syndicate Remix from Radio Sega's 10 Years for Sega Years album. Oh my gosh. That's it. Okay. <laughs> now no I feel really bad. We have more. Yeah. We have more. Okay. This was <laughs> a little bit hard. It's a very, a very difficult game. Yeah. Yeah. So as well. from 1 to 10, which one do you want now? Okay. So I said 3 now. I say, uh, uh, let's try number 6. Number six. Let's so see another this. good one. Oh my gosh. Another no. good one. <laughs> Let's see. And this is another one of your own. Okay, actually. right? So let's see if you can tell me what this is. Let's see. So your answer is? Sorry? Is uh, King of the Mountain, <laughs> the Ice Cap remix. Okay. He's wrong. Is it? Yes. Let's let's confirm. Let's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is very good. King of the Mountain from Spin Dash Two, the Spin Dash Two album. That's it. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Rob. No, no, you That's... see, this was a little bit easier and everything because I, I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, like, there was something, like, that I couldn't grasp in the other one, but, like, with this one, yeah, I, I yeah. the thing is that I also, but it doesn't make sense, because usually I listen to my tracks, like, ad nauseum, whenever I remix them as well, so. But okay. not in reverse. Not in reverse. <laughs> That's yeah. something I don't do. <laughs> okay, so one I got it right. That's okay, good. That's good. so, mm. three, six, what, what's next? Okay, three, six, the next one, uh, duh, 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 let's try eight. Let's try eight. Yeah. Let's try eight. And eight is not one of your tracks, but it's okay. a track that you've remixed That's at good. some point. Okay. Eight? Another Sega track. So let's take a listen to number eight. Oh, uh, okay. This is Can You Feel the Sunshine? Sonic R. Are you sure? Definitely, yes. 
I mean, sure even in reverse, it has, it, yes, I, even in reverse, it has the distinctive <laughs> sound. You can't go wrong. Let's take a listen. You are. <laughs> yes. That's it. That's correct. Can you feel the sunshine? Yeah, if you come onto something here. Sonic car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that hard. See, they're not that yeah. hard. Okay. You just needed to warm up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, next one. What number do you want? So, we have three, three six, six, and eight. eight. Okay. So, I'm going to go with number one. Number one. Uh -huh. The best one of all. Uh, or is it? This is another one of your tracks. Okay. All right. Let's uh, see this. I, th I think it's an easy one as well. Let's take a listen. Should be. <laughs> I recognize immediately my voice in very 777 Lucky Run, my Daytona <laughs> USA remix for King of the Speed. Let's see. Let's yeah, see. yeah. Yeah. That's it. Very good. That yeah, is it. Oh, yeah. As I said, lucky run. Yeah. Well, is this been uh, as well a lucky run? So so far, it's so good, except for one. But yeah. <laughs> See? So it's, far, it's, it's not an bad. easy game. Yeah. Okay. So, three, six, eight, one. Next one. Three, six, next one. Next one is. Uh, three, six, eight, one. Did we get number five yet? No. No. Okay. Let's, let's number go five. number five. Yeah. Okay. Number five is one of your own as well. I think okay. it's an easy one as well. Okay. They're all easy actually, but let's let's take a listen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. This is Dust Cried in and and uh, is a remix of uh, Last Way from Outrun that I made with DJ Cutman mm. for Outrags. So your answer is Dusk Ride Innuendo. Yes, that's it? it. Yeah. F final answer. Definitely, yes. No doubt about it. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's see yeah. if you're right. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah. Dusk Ride Innuendo featuring DJ Cutman. Yeah, and to be honest, Outrex I hope yeah, album. yeah. It's, uh, to be honest, it's one of my favorites, like from of the album in very like they're, they're all favorites from that album, but I really like that one in particular. But yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, the so album's amazing. I have to say, it's one of my favorites as well. Yeah, I like, I love Outrun. So thank you, yeah. thank, thank you very much. You can't go wrong it. with Outrun. Never, never, absolutely. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Okay. So next one. So uh, which one do you have? Great. Okay, that's good. That's uh, good so we to have know. Like two, three, four, nine, seven. Two, three, no, four, three nine. No, three we already seven. did. So two, yeah, yeah. four. Okay, two, four. Seven and nine. Only so is uh four that and are ten. remaining. Okay, let's do seven maybe. Let's see. Seven. Okay. Okay. Let's cue this up, mm -hmm. and there we go with in reverse number seven. <laughs> I forgot to say that this is not one of your own, but you've remixed this at some point. I remixed this from one point. Okay. I'm, okay, this seems hard, but 
I dare to say dreams of an absolution from Sonic 06. Why? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, uh, to quote a very famous actor, I feel it in my jellies. Let's say it this way. <laughs> I, 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 let's I see. hope that let's the gut see. feeling is right. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. We'll yeah, let's no, take we'll a see. listen to the track not in reverse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Indeed, that's true. Okay, what's Dreams that? of an absolution from Sonic 06. Okay, okay, that's excellent. a good thing that the god the gods were in line, so I'm I'm pleased yeah. with that. <laughs> I'm pleased with that. Okay. Okay, so now we have two, four, um nine, I think. Nine and ten. Two, All four, right. nine, ten. Two, four, nine, ten. Okay. Let's say two, four, nine, ten. Let's try four. Four. Yeah. Okay. So four. Let's take a listen to the track in reverse. Okay. It's one of your own. Oh, it's one of my own, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I'm trying to say okay. You know, I know the answer. Yeah. And even for me this is hard. No, like, yeah, but the thing is that <laughs> like I know the, the answer. thing is that like <laughs> some tracks even for me, like in reverse, they become obscure, and this one is one of those. Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh. Oh. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> because like there are all when I compose some tracks, like, there are some elements that I put in order to spice it up. But when I reverse it, is it sounds like something completely different. I'm like, uh oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because I is really really hard. So you said it is a remix of mine. It is. It is. Uh, and it's a Sega game. Absolutely. Indeed. Okay, so... Definitely. Yeah, well... A Sega game that you like very much. Okay. Ooh, this is really hard. <laughs> I'm really <laughs> trying my best, but, like, because I'm... Because, like, hearing in reverse is, not, is a thing, but then you try to reverse it in your own mind... And is uh, <laughs> is yeah, different that, that's, and that's like yeah. and like my 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 brain is like going going in circles at the moment. So, oh my gosh, <laughs> Rob KTA, do uh, you have an answer or should I play the track? Let's like let's, it's meant to be played. I have to give up on this one and ask to have it to have it play normally. And see, and see what what I what I neglected yeah. this time. <laughs> okay, let's it's see. It's an amazing, it's an amazing tune. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, okay, on this one I really. Yes, on... MG Garden. Yeah, from on this Club one, Needle I Mouse. I have to say that unfortunately I'm. I'm good that I didn't get it the last time because I didn't that I didn't get it right away because one of my favorites. <laughs> oh god! Yes, it's one of my favorites too. <laughs> that's what that's what it's like when you put so much into a track to make it stand out, and then you play reverse and nobody realizes. <laughs> and by nobody, I mean me. I mean me. Oh gosh! Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So now we have number numbers two, nine, and ten. Okay. Last let's three. try number two. 
Okay, that's uh-huh. a, a great one. Number two is one of your own. Okay. Hmm, that okay. last part. I don't know. Maybe give it away. Okay, I think that I know. I think that I know. I know. Okay, this one I know. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is ambush vibes. Yeah. Because I recognize the last part. I, re- I replayed it in my head like in reverse, and 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 I recognize like last surprise from from Persona Five. So it def is definitely that. It has to be that. So your your answer is ambush vibes. Yep. Absolutely. Like final answer. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you sure? Definitely. Yeah. Can I play the track not in reverse? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Let's give it a listen. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It... it is. That's it. Very oh. good. Ambush vibes. Last that was surprise. Okay. Persona five. <laughs> yeah. Great one. <laughs> okay, numbers nine and ten. Oh, the very <gasps> last ones. Like they sound like they are like they're gonna be really hard. <laughs> or maybe not. Let's see. They are both Sega originals, not your remixes. Okay, so that requires all of my concentration <laughs> in both cases. Okay, let's try number nine at this point. Number nine. Okay. Oops. Nope. Yeah. I was gonna play it not in reverse. Not number yet. Th- not yeah. yet. <laughs> that will defies. That will defies <laughs> the, the note sheets. Okay. Win winners don't exactly, cheat. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So track number yeah. nine. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I know this. This is Passing Breeze from Outrun. I'm not even going to ask you again. Yeah. Yeah, well. (laughs) (laughs) It was an easy one. Is. Okay, yeah. But it was something like, and even the chords that just clicks. Yeah. It just clicks. This was easy. With no problem. The next one, I'm not too okay. sure. Let's see. The last. Okay. The well, last let's try. Track. Let's see what happens. Number 10. Rob KDA, are you ready? Yes. No, you're let's, not. Let's play let's give it a number shot. 10. <laughs> Okay. Actually, now that I listen back to it, I think it's pretty easy too. No, this is, this looks hard, but it's not because it's uh, Planet Waste Packs t- Act Two from Sonic Colors. Okay, so uh, are you absolutely sure about that? Yep. Okay, so you're, what's your final answer so that I can lock it in? Uh, I've, the final answer is Planet Wisp Act Two. So not like Act Three. Wait, 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 wait. Or maybe another another game like Sonic Generation. No, like because like the thing is, I don't know. Like, is Act? I think that is Act. That is Act Two. Planet Waste Pack Two from Sonic Colors. Final answer. Yeah. And your answer is. Well, I'm not gonna tell you. Let's listen to the track not in reverse. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Almost. But it's actually Act One. 
<laughs> it's actually Act One. <laughs> I. Oh gosh. But uh, but it's close enough. It's yeah. close enough. It's Planet Wisp, uh, so you get the point as well. Okay. So that means okay. uh, eight out of ten. That's amazing. Very <laughs> good job. Yeah, except for a couple of hours, but like I'm, I'm, I'm just happy. I'm, I'm just happy that I took part in this. It was a lot of fun, yeah, actually. It's always a lot of fun, especially for us that are mm -hmm. not playing. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you see it? Of course. Like, ah, ah, my poor head. <laughs> my poor head. My okay. poor head. It's Thank okay. you. Thank you so much for taking part. Okay. You've been, you've been great. You've been no great. Problem. That's that's an amazing score. No, no problem. Thank this you. Is, this is very hard. I have to tell you. Okay, so before we go, mm. Rob, uh, just a couple uh, last questions. So you've mentioned going you. to MacFest. You've mentioned working on your albums. So what's the best feeling? Mm -hmm. Getting good feedback and seeing people downloading, streaming your music or mm. playing it live, performing live? To be honest, they're both great. But to be honest, I think that the best feeling ever is to create meaning, meaningful connections like with your music. Uh, with with making new friends and reconnecting with the old ones. Uh, in fact, the reason that I wanted to go to MacFest again so badly is that the last one that I went to was in 2016, and it's something like already like four years ago. It's a lot of time. Like, and then it went like it went incredibly fast. And like, I I mean, I still hear I still hear everybody through you know social media and whatnot, but it's not the same like as you know being with them and like seeing them perform live i was able like to see again people like uh ben briggs uh dj cutman all the tiny waves posse um the Despop uh label and a couple of streeties in the u.s as well because like uh, i have there is also that <laughs> but it, it, it is all part of the job like, let's say but again i think that being able to share this experience, your music, and like being with with all of your friends in America, in, uh, in even see them after quite some time, and still see that the that the flame is still there, that you're all that you're all into it, and you still have the same passion for this is the best feeling. In all honesty, awesome, awesome, great, great answer, mm -hmm. great answer. What advice would you give to our listeners who want to get into music production or remixing or composing, whatever? Uh, even if they're not like the the greatest students of all time, and even if they just want to give it a try, what advice would you give them? It's something really hard for me to say because there is no—I don't think that there is a right answer for for this because everybody is different. But what worked for me is mimicry. Like what I can suggest is listen to a ton of music and. Maybe go even go on a keyboard and try to catch the notes like slowly and trying to mimic the melodies and soon enough you can move to the chords and then all the other elements and once you're able to recreate a song sometimes like you're even able to start pick up elements of a song and you can use them to create something on your own. This is what happened. What happened with me is that I listened to a lot of music, a lot of different genres, and like starting to play them on my own without any uh, musical tuition or any kind of musical uh, musical theory background. I was able to get around in some sort through mimicry. So play music like X Y Z or do the chords just like X Y Z. Uh, playing the bass 
at the at, in the way of etc etc etc. So I think that mimicry goes goes a long way when you're trying to uh, create some music on your own. It, at least it's a good starting point. I, I'll say okay. that. Okay, that's good advice. I think. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So Rob, mm. before we let that's you awesome. go, uh, one last mm-hmm. question. This is the question that I ask all of my guests. If you could uh-huh. add blast processing to anything in the world, what would it be and why? Because blast processing was a big thing for Genesis and in the in the US, uh, Genesis marketing, right? Uh, what if you could add mm-hmm. blast processing to anything in the world? What would, would it be? I think it will be my head because <laughs> I need to juggle many things. <laughs> no, seriously, like being like... You you gotta try to to picture little me like in London waking up at seven like uh, going on the on the tube going to work and then at work you get this great idea for a, for a song but damn it I still have five five hours left and you try to note it down but maybe the the work day is over but I still have to catch the tube and the train and you still have to walk back home and when you arrive home you're completely exhausted your brain cannot take it so I think if I had brain process the the chance to add blast processing to anything. I think it will be me, my brain, my persona, and I think that I will just make a terrific job as a human being. So I am, yeah, I Good answer. it will be myself as well. Yeah. <laughs> Rob KTA now with, with 50% more blast processing. Absolutely, by now. By now. By now, you can have a Sonic card included. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. That would be Maybe. nice. That would be nice. Okay, yeah. awesome. So what can we expect ah. from you in the future? You already talked about Switch Tunes or Tunes 2. Um, Anything else? We'll see. Okay, so... There will be a Switch Tunes uh, sequel, uh, as I said. I'm gonna try my best, of course, even to try and put and put out a maybe a Club Nino Mail sequel. I don't know. We will we will see how the time goes. But the thing is that I'm collaborating for uh, two game soundtracks, and one of these is an arcade racing racing game that is really reminiscent of uh, Power Drift and Sega Rally. And I'm really stoked of this because I always wanted to score a ra- an arcade racing game. Because, you you know, being the, ra- the, the Rage Racer junkie that I am, like, I always wanted to try, at least, like, e- even for... Even if it was, like, for fun, like, to try and score a game, and scoring a game is eventually my, my goal. So, I'm scoring this uh, arcade racing game project called named VHR, for which we should have a demo for the public available at the end of the month and it will have uh, free tracks of course with my music in it so you can take a look and the second project at the moment is uh, is a uh, really secret and I cannot say anything about that but it's something that is really unexpected and is more in the long run of course along with that I'm, I plan to perform even in the UK maybe um, more locally maybe even in Europe you never know and of course I'm already looking forward to MacFest 2021 because uh, I think that we're gonna try to get more people from the EU in there and plan a little bit of an invasion you know so it's gonna be a lot of fun but I'm what I what I want to say is that 2020 I, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be the start of a very fun decade and 2020 is gonna be a very fun busy year for me as Rob KTA so it's gonna be pretty exciting Excellent. Very good. That's that's amazing. Mm. Mm. Looking forward to whatever comes up next in our Radio Sega streams and and whatnot. <laughs> great, great. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. So, Rob, thank you very much for coming on the show. Uh, it's always a blast to welcome. talk to you. 
Uh, and thanks for having me. It's been a, it's been a lot of fun. Excellent. It's been a lot of fun for me as well. And hopefully we can get you back in the future to talk about one of those projects. <laughs> yeah, it will be actually pretty fun. <laughs> but you, all, I'm always down to collaborate with Radio Sega because you, you guys are the best and even the fans are the best. So thanks, everybody. Thanks, Radio Sega, for having me. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you very much. That was my interview with Rob KTA, the amazing man behind the track that won Radio Sega's Fan Choice Remix of the Year 2019. Not just him, but also Emmy Jones. Uh, hopefully we'll get Emmy on the show soon. We're working on that uh, as we speak. Hopefully we'll be able to schedule that soon for a nice chat with Emmy Jones. But before we go, and before we actually close the doors to the Sega Lounge for the week, here's a sneak peek, a sneak peek, maybe a sneak listen, at a track that Rob composed for a new game called VHR, a new racing game coming up soon, so stay tuned for that, but here's an exclusive first listen. this week a quick note by the time you're listening to this episode the sonic movie should be out and it's either great or awful i'm hoping for it great hopefully please uh but i i'm planning on seeing it this weekend uh so i'll probably share my thoughts on it soon so maybe it's great i don't know but i'm really curious as to what you guys the listeners thought of it so please make use of the voice messaging system on anchor.fm and let me know anchor.fm forward slash the sega lounge it's the new home of the sega lounge podcast and you should really use it so i can know what your thoughts on the sonic movie on this week's show are as well i want you to do that especially if you're in sweden shout out to sweden uh, or any other place that is not the US or the UK. So let's get more different accents on this show. We've had mine, I'm Portuguese. We've had Roberto, Rob KTA, Italian. Let's get the Swedes. Let's get other people on this show. Drop me a message, anchor.fm slash the Sega Lounge. It's been really fun to record this week's episode. It's It's been really, really fun to get back on it and... It's 
amazing to do uh, this new podcast format. It's been really great. We've got a great guest next week, so be sure to come back for that as well. Let me know if you have any ideas for some as sponsors for this show, if you have any ideas for guests, anyone you'd like me to interview, let me know. kc at radiosega.net or preferably anchor.fm slash the Sega Lounge. Drop me a voice message and maybe I will play it on the show soon. Don't forget that any reviews of this podcast, especially five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts or whatever uh, it is that you listen to your podcasts, are much appreciated. Let's try to get this on other people's radars. And also, please share and like and retweet whatever it is that kids do these days on the interwebs that's much appreciated as well thank you very much again for listening to the say lounge episode 101 i'll be back next week until then take care and enjoy if at all possible the sonic movie The Sega Lounge, hosted by me, KC, and part of Radio Sega's network of radio shows and podcasts. Theme song by OSC. Find them at opensciencecollective.com. Got any suggestions? Drop me an email to kc at radiosega.net or send me a voice message on anchor.fm slash the Sega Lounge. You can find previous episodes of the Sega Lounge by going to anchor.fm slash the Sega Lounge and wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. <laughs>